welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now let's get going. So my hometown celebrates its founding for what we call Steel Days. This is largely due to the steel factory that most of the town worked for at one point years and years and years ago. During the festivities, we have fairs, a carnival, a car show, musical performances, games, tournaments, pickleball, I think is this year, races, and ultimately a big fireworks show at the end. One year, the band Kansas came and performed in our small little town, and it was the first time I had heard an electric violin in a stunning rendition of Dust in the Wind. I'm not sure if this was the same year, but I also remember sitting in the field behind the high school and watching the fireworks show with awe, right up until a large chunk of cardboard hit me hard from the aforementioned firework. No damage was done, but it was the first time for me being rained on by large chunks of firework debris. Now, I've had mixed feelings about fireworks. I think they're beautiful and they're stunning and they're fun, and they're also sometimes a little triggering. I found it interesting that we celebrate some of our holidays to commemorate veterans with fireworks, which sound maybe a little bit too much like the battlefield, but perhaps that was just the way my grandfather felt. He left a fireworks show early once because it reminded him of his time in the Air Force and triggered him. Perhaps it's not the same for everyone. So mixed feelings, I think they're beautiful, but I can also see how maybe they're a little problematic sometimes. Either way, the shimmering display of lights and shapes and sparks in the sky set to music is stunning. So let's take a minute and talk about fireworks. Now, a natural example of fireworks were developed sometime during the Han Dynasty in the 2nd century BC in Luoyang, China. Here, bamboo stalks were thrown into the fire, at which point the air inside the hollow tube would heat up until it exploded with a loud bang. These natural firecrackers were believed to ward off evil spirits. The very earliest fireworks from China were produced during the Song Dynasty, from 960 to 1279 AD. These fireworks were made to mimic the natural exploding bamboo. These fireworks were made by packing gunpowder into small containers in order to mimic the sound of the bamboo's explosion. The natural bamboo and the man-made firecrackers were called baozu or baogan. In the Song Dynasty, people started to use containers made from paper, which also included a fuse. During this time, firecrackers also started to be strung together into large bunches and were called bian or bian pao, which means roughly whip or whip cannon. In the Song Dynasty, many market vendors sold firecrackers, which meant that even the common people could set off these controlled explosions. One theory suggests that we have record of fireworks in 800 AD, but that the alchemists who made the fireworks were actually trying to find a means for eternal life. There are several records of firework usage from 1110, during which a large display of fireworks was used in the midst of a martial arts display for Emperor Hut Song of Song and his court. Another record tells the story of a rocket going off near the Empress Dowager Gongshen and startling her in 1264. There are also records of rockets being used in war. In 1240, visiting Arabs took the knowledge of gunpowder back home with them. A Syrian traveler named Hassan al-Ramah 
recorded his experience with rockets and fireworks, calling them Chinese flowers. When it comes to colored fireworks, this was the marriage of the fireworks with the knowledge that the Chinese already possessed, from about the Han Dynasty, of how to chemically create colored smoke and fire. Evidence appears in a record of the 14th century of the military using the process to create colored smoke in order to create signals. In the Hubei Hulongjing record, completed after 1628, there is a record of two formulas to create firework signals, which also included the creation of silver sparks. Some common ingredients to achieve specific colors include arsenic sulfide for yellow, lead carbonate for lilac white, and copper acetate for green, and so on. China, the inventor of fireworks, is still the largest exporter and manufacturer of fireworks in the world. Fireworks were first produced in Europe in the 14th century, but they didn't become popular until the 17th century. And even then, the European fireworks were still no match for the level of mastery the Chinese had accomplished. As Les Izmailov, an ambassador for Peter the Great, attested to in his report returning from China. The general knowledge about fireworks made its way around the world as various visitors to China returned home, from Arab visitors to Russian ambassadors to Jesuit missionaries like Pierre-Nicolas Le Chéron d'Incaville, who wrote home to the Paris Academy of Sciences from Beijing in 1758, detailing how to make the fireworks he observed. By then, fireworks were growing in Europe. George Friedrich Handel even wrote a piece called Music for the Royal Fireworks in 1749. This music celebrated a peace treaty. From here, many more began to tinker with the formula to produce new and more intense and brighter colors. In 1786, Berthollet discovered how to make violet-colored emissions, and later others learned how to make bright-burning silvers appear in the explosions. The modern-day colored fireworks were developed in Europe in the 1830s. So let's talk about a couple of the different types of fireworks. You have aerial and ground. The first skyrockets were actually used for the purpose of war. The invention of fireworks also led to many other interesting inventions, including a mail delivery system in which mail can be delivered by rockets. Uh, that was an idea from a German inventor, but it never really uh, got off the ground. There are still stamps, though, for rocket mail that some stamp collectors collect. Then there's also the development of model rockets. My uncle actually used to make and fire off model rockets as I don't remember if it was his profession or his hobby, but he was very good at it and it was very fun to watch as a kid. The use of professional-grade fireworks is typically tightly regulated in the United States and around the world generally, quite frankly. This is because there are many safety precautions that have to be observed in order to keep both the audience and the person displaying the fireworks safe. The safety of nearby animals is also a concern, as they sometimes become frightened and in an attempt to run away can hurt themselves or others. There is also debate around how much hazardous waste fireworks produce. There are many pyrotechnical competitions around the world, the largest and most prestigious of which is in Montreal, Canada. It is the Montreal Fireworks Festival. It has been held yearly since 1985. The World Pyro Olympics is also a worldwide competition, but this one is held in Manila, Philippines. The event takes place over five days for six weeks for the Philippine International Pyro Musical Competition. The competition, which is intense and also one of the largest international competitions, has taken place since 2005 in Manila. The winner in 2019 was China, with France, the UK, and Germany as runners-up. Another important convention in the world of pyrotechnics is an international convention held by the Pyrotechnics Guild International. Each August, they hold a convention that lasts a week and allows amateurs and professionals alike to perform intricate firework displays using hand-built fireworks. The guild was founded in 1969. 
Now let's talk about a few celebrations in which fireworks are used. In Vancouver, Canada, fireworks are a part of the celebrations of Halloween. Although this doesn't seem to be a part of Canada's general celebration, only really Vancouver's. Ireland also celebrates Halloween with fireworks, with a celebration in Derry drawing some 20,000 spectators in 2010. In the United States, if you want to see fireworks on Halloween, the best place to go is probably Disneyland or Disney World. Typically, fireworks aren't set off on Halloween elsewhere. In Australia, the fireworks display at the Sydney Harbour for New Year's Eve is seen and celebrated around the world. In France, a popular celebration for using fireworks is Bastille Day. In Hungary, fireworks celebrate August 20th to commemorate State Foundation Day, celebrating the foundation of Hungary some 1,000 years ago. Indians throughout the world who celebrate Diwali, the Festival of Lights, do so with fireworks from October through November. In Malta, fireworks were used to celebrate the election of a new Grand Master or a new Pope. The islands there have used fireworks for hundreds of years. Malta also has its own international fireworks festival, as does Monte Carlo. Monte Carlo also celebrates with fireworks the night before the National Day of Monte Carlo. The Singapore fireworks celebration is also a part of the celebration of Singapore's National Day. Switzerland also uses fireworks to celebrate its National Day on August 1st. The United States celebrates its Independence Day with fireworks on the 4th of July as well. In South Korea, Busan is well known for its International Fireworks Festival. Japan has nearly daily fireworks festivals throughout the entire country in the summer. In August alone, throughout various parts of the country, there are 200 festivals. The first fireworks festival held in Japan was in 1733. These days, the largest fireworks festivals can attract somewhere around 800,000 spectators or more. The United States and the UK have many occasions for fireworks, from Bonfire Night for Guy Fawkes' Night to Blackheath Fireworks and more in the UK, and then for the US from the 4th of July to Disneyland and Disney World. In fact, Disney is now the largest consumer of fireworks in the world. In the United States in 1777, even before the United States was sure it was going to win the Revolutionary War, they celebrated their independence for the first time with fireworks. George Washington's inauguration as the United States' first president was also marked by a display of celebratory fireworks. So how do fireworks actually, well, <laughs> work? <laughs> Super punny. How do they work? The color from fireworks come from what are called pyrotechnic stars. These are pellets made from materials like salt, metals, powders, and so on that burn different colors when they are ignited. There are five main ingredients, fuel, an oxidizer, a binder, this keeps the pellet together, and salts that produce the color. When it comes to sparks, you can only get sparks in a few colors, red-orange, yellow-gold, and white-silver. If you've ever seen fireworks that were blindingly bright, it's likely that these use mag stars, which are fueled by aluminium. Now, I'm just going to take a second to name a few of the common elements used and the colors that they produce. For example, copper produces a blue color, iron makes sparks in a sparkler, strontium salt makes a red color, titanium makes silver sparks, barium salt makes greens, and sodium makes yellows and golds. There are many other ingredients that are also used to create other effects. Speaking of effects, let's learn about a few of them. They have some great names, so this will be fun. First off, you have your noise effects, which include bangs, whistles, hums, and crackles. A few others, you have chrysanthemums, which break like another effect that is called a peony. The peony is a spherical break of stars, colored, but without a tail, whereas the chrysanthemum breaks in the same way, but leaves behind a trail or a tail. There is the ring effect, in which shells are arranged in such a way that when lit, they create stars in the shape of a ring. There is the fish effect. This is an insert that fires itself away from the shell burst, looking like a fish swimming. 
There's also the farfalla, which is an Italian effect that makes spinning silver sprays. And there are many, many more. So now you know a little bit more about the magic behind the colorful display of lights whenever we're celebrating something, I guess, kind of epic. So there you have it. We now know a little bit more about fireworks. And I, for one, can say I'm grateful for fireworks and especially the memories that I have around excellent nights and fireworks. In fact, one such memory, I remember going to my first bonfire night in London and there were fireworks everywhere and everyone was gathered together. Now, this was pre-pandemic and everything, but just seeing everyone together celebrating one thing under this colorful display of lights was kind of magical and brings back that little inner child wonder. So maybe that's another thing that we can be grateful for when it comes to fireworks, igniting our wonder. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.